0: And now back to the Johnny B. Show.
1: It's hard to be here at a Bucks fan. It's hard watching them lose. It's hard to be here at a Bucks fan. Tired watching them lose since nineteen seventy-six they've had thirteen winning seasons. Two thousand and two they won the Super Bowl, but that seems like so long ago, every preseason. The coaches say the same. This season's gonna be different. But then by mid October, it all starts to fall apart. And then the fan base starts to scream. It's hard being a Bucks fan, it's hard watching them lose.
0: Welcome back, welcome back to the Johnny B Show,
1: it's hard 102.5 The Bone, Real Raw Radio.
0: It is hard. Them. Hard being a Bucks fan, but we keep it's doing it.
1: Same excuses
0: In the studio like he is every Monday night, Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast. What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, Johnny. Are you, I just, are, are you sad like the song, dude? I really wish I could come in here and talk about a win one of these weeks. Right? It would be nice. Feels like we haven't won a game in six and a half years. It is true. Um, I mean, at least now that uh, that road trip is over. So next week we get a home game. Um, it really sucks. I mean, we had so many, so many things uh, uh, kind of piling up against the Bucks this year. So with that big long road trip, and of course you know trying to work out this new system and new coaching staff we knew there was going to be a, a lot of uh, uh, growing pains and things like that so I don't, I don't know i i don't feel that bad about the laws i got, i kind of went into it and i even tweeted it out yesterday i went into it like all right let's have a realistic mindset going into this you went into it starting three seahawks players on your fantasy team uh, no, I'm, that was on FanDuel and I made uh, $57 uh, oh, yeah. thank, thank you uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf Big thanks to Jamel Dean as well I also put, uh, I had Mike Evans in that lineup too So, uh, yeah, uh, well look I, I mean, I don't know where you want to go with this This is, uh, you know, obviously this is going to be played on the Cannon Fire Podcast tomorrow um, So i like for you to, you know, lead the dance a little bit uh, Where do you want to start talking about this game?
2: Uh, let's do it, man. I mean, you had brought up you're not entirely upset with the loss, and I'm hmm. not either. It's heartbreaking. It sucks. It's deflating because you take it all the way to overtime. You can't get it done. You don't even get to take the field on offense, right? And I believe that if the Bucks won the toss, they maybe would have won the game.
0: I thought, I thought, uh, it, yes. And, and as far as my uh, my emotional demeanor, um, I it started with apathy the last couple of weeks, where I was like, you know what, man, I, at this point, what am I gonna do? I just you gotta accept what it is I'm, right. I'm I'm not happy or sad this is I'm so used to it I'm numb to it this is just our normal buccaneer season sadly yeah. uh, and now it's turned from that to uh, as long as they try. I'm okay with it. It's like if you have, and I've compared them to an ugly kid that you put into pageants, right? Let's say you have one daughter, right? And you can't help it. She's ugly, right? Yeah, I know you're going to say, that's my baby. She's not. You know if your kid's ugly, right? You know it. But but this kid wants to be in beauty pageants. Like, Daddy, I want to wear a tiara. Well, you're not going to. You're ugly. You can't say that. So you put this little monster-faced kid in these pageants, knowing that the world is going Man, he's rooting for a loser. That's what. That's the way I feel about the Bucks. They're my ugly pageant kid. Well,
2: the way that this ugly pageant kid showed up on Sunday was they went all the way down to the semifinals before getting knocked out. Like yeah. we said, overtime, mm-hmm. and they're facing probably your front runner for the MVP at quarterback, Russell Wilson. Man, he is playing so damn good. They are playing in Seattle. Yep. With the twelfth man, probably one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, uh, they really stepped up to the challenge. And you have to admire that, especially because, like you said, the growing pains, the young guys in the secondary trying to get it together. Jamel Dean made a lot of great plays, made a lot of boneheaded plays. And, I mean, he just kind of needed some help out there at the end of the
0: day. I think a lot of people were crapping on Jamel Dean, saying cut him and everything on social media. I got to tell you, I was very happy with Jamel Dean. And this is not something you're going to hear from anybody, especially in the media. I watched the entire game twice. Um, what I liked about it was, yes, did he get burned? Damn sure did. But he made a lot of splash plays, and it was his first NFL start. He wasn't even mentally prepared for He found out during warm-ups that Carlton Davis got hurt. And he's out there playing the Seattle Seahawks in one of the most intimidating stadiums. And we have six rookie starters on the field against Russell Wilson and a really good receiving core. It could have been way more disastrous. We could have been out of that game in the first half. But they they did they made a lot of decent plays. Uh, nobody's talking about the deflection he had in the end zone. Nobody's talking about the fact that he had tight coverage a couple of different times where Russell Wilson dropped that bitch in like, like he's playing Madden. Uh, I, I've never seen anybody throw as accurate as he's throwing this season, yeah. the first several weeks of this season. If he, he's got to be the front runner for MVP, he's got to be. And having
2: guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, that's going to help a lot because yeah. they were beating up on Jamel Dean all day. But here's the thing as well: you said it was his first career NFL start. He yep. didn't find out until pregame that Ryan Smith was or uh, Carlton Davis, excuse me, was doing right. cartwheels and gave himself a hit pointer or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he went in there, played a hell of a lot of snaps, by the way. Right. Towards the end of the game, when he was just getting beat on constantly, this guy was gassed. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of look at what was available to the Bucks. Uh, We had Ryan Smith sitting on the bench. Why did he not get any reps at corner? I know game time decision right you know it's crunch time by the time Jamel Dean is getting tired you want somebody who's been on the field all day to really be in that situation but he played like a rookie and he got really tired and Todd Bowles did not show any desire to try and give him some help
0: yeah I I I just I think you know looking back at it you know in the heat of battle I mean it's it's going to be one of those things like what do you do in, in each situation uh, and then after the game, everybody can go, well, you should have done this, should have done that. You're gonna, they're going to question themselves after they go look at the tape. Uh, I was very happy with the fact that some of the things that we needed to address looked great. The offensive line had the starters back for the first time in weeks, and they did a phenomenal job. In my opinion, they did a really good job. Uh, Donovan Smith really only got beat once, and that ended up causing a fumble. And by the way, how many? I don't know how many people today said, wow, what about that phantom fumble by Jameis? And I said, well... He was bumped by Donovan Smith. Well, no, he play. wasn't. No, he wasn't. There, there's a, Somebody actually zoomed it up and tweeted it out today, and I can't think of who did it, but I was glad they did it. They they, they took a screenshot, zoomed it up. He's clearly hitting Jameis's elbow with his forearm because from, he's being pushed
2: back. From the angle, it's like right in the
0: funny bone, too. Yeah. So, But here's the thing. I'm not even pissed off at, at Donovan Smith because as much as I dog him, he had a pretty good day, too. He had a couple of bad plays, and that was one of them that caused a fumble. Either way... It still only ended up being three points. Why? Because the defense actually buckled down in the red zone. I thought that they did a lot better than people are making them seem. Yes, they scored forty points. Yes, we lost the game, but it could have been it could have been worse. And then if you're if you're blaming Jameis Winston today, then. You just hate Jameis Winston. I mean, you're just a bad... You just don't like Jameis Winston.
2: Games like Sunday are games that remind me why Jameis is probably going to get franchise tagged at the end of the year on a one-year prove-it deal, and Bruce Arians might stick around another year. I I mean, you don't really know if he's going to be here three, four, five years. Probably not, Mm -hmm. but for him to come in in a year and take half a year for his players to really buy into the system and then just leave, that's such a waste of time for everybody involved. And I just don't think that's the route they're going to take. But I want to talk about another guy on defense who really stepped it up, another rookie, Devin White. He played a hell of a game, It was his
0: his coming-out party yesterday. Twelve
2: tackles, half a sack. He forced two fumbles, forced a fumble last week, of course, that didn't count. Right. He won the game for us last week and got robbed. Exactly. But – I do have a big gripe with Devin White. You can't take away the performance he had on Sunday, but, dude, he has got to stop with this wimpy tackling. He got stiff-armed more times than I can count.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, he's not a real big guy. He's known for his speed, so he's he's like a Derek Brooks size, but Derek Brooks played bigger than his size. You know what I mean? He yep. played like he weighed 260. Uh, I think that that's going to come around. I think right now he's so worried about uh, getting his, uh, his responsibilities taken care of and not being out of place and everything else. But his speed is super impressive, man. Yeah, like,
2: Chris Carson broke it for that, uh, I think it was a 56-yard run. Yeah. And from the pile, way like 30 yards back, you just saw Devin White hustling, right? So nice. He gets so nice. all the way down there, makes the tackle, punches the ball out. It gets a bad bounce, goes out of bounds. Right. But that was a hell of a play by him. But kind of like you said, he hasn't been super out of position. Like, he doesn't look lost out there. Uh, it's just fundamentals. And I think if he can crack down on fundamentals, basic tackling, it's going to come with time, and you know it can be fixed. But uh, a good game by Devin White.
0: What and the other thing I saw yesterday, and the reason why I didn't feel bad about the loss was I saw effort from the entire team. Oh yeah, even Perryman looked like he was trying at times. I mean, yeah, he got lucky on a touchdown, and I did see him loafing on a couple of plays. But there were plays where he had a nice catch, where he was actually out there, you know, competing, which is crazy for him, Uh, but it seemed like everybody really wanted to win that game, Uh, and they played their asses off. And with six rookies on defense, I don't know what people expected them to look like against Seattle. I didn't expect them to take Seattle to overtime. No, not at all. And I even, I even tweeted that out and we were up 21 to seven. I'm like, all right, guys, let's, uh, let's start planning for the collapse of the second, second half. Cause I knew they were going to bring it. They were going to at least make it close. If not take the lead. That's just how right. things work. Seattle's, you know, they're, they're a, they're a solid Super Bowl contender. I mean, I don't know what people want from them. Uh, but if I would have seen Jameis have a bad Jameis day, he had a great Jameis day. So, you know, and like you said, that's the reason why he has a chance of sticking around because his ceiling's so damn high. Right. He can have an an awesome game. But I still heard from your common stupid armchair quarterbacks today. Yeah, well, your quarterback sucked. You know, if we get a better quarterback, I'm like, did you watch the game at all? Yeah, I watched it. I didn't think he was that good. He right. was phenomenal yesterday. He was right. lights out. He was shooting lasers all over the place. He looked great.
2: One of the things that I've noticed with Jameis Winston is that when he's doing everything right to a lot of people, it seems like he's not doing anything at all. Right. And it's unfortunate because with a guy under a microscope like he is and a guy who faces as much weekly criticism, and we've criticized him here on the Bucs right before, um, but he, he deserved every bit of... Uh, whatever the word is on Sunday, he he gets a lot of credit because he played a good game and he's just got to string them together. He's got to get consistent.
0: I try to be fair and I try to give credit where credits due when it's deserved. And just like you know, Donovan Smith, you know, hit his arm, but I I prefaced it by saying he had a pretty good game overall. And the rest of the offensive line, he had a nice clean pocket for the most part. But the thing that Jameis did that I loved yesterday was decision making. Yeah. He, I saw him throw balls in the dirt on screen plays that were busted up by linebackers. I saw him scramble and, and make first downs on fourth and five when when there was nothing open. There was one
2: play in particular, the pocket collapsed. He scrambled around, looked, 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 and I mean, he had the deep option, didn't really have the time, so he just threw a check down to
0: Anthony Alclair, who yep. was right there. And it was that was a lights-out move, too. Yeah, so. that, that was great and that was, decision-making. That wasn't even in the progression. That was... That was uh, throwing the ball around in the park kind of play, right there.
2: But that's the thing as well. You brought up the offensive line. I think the offense as a whole, they played their most complete game of the mm-hmm. season in Seattle. The offensive line showed up. I think the addition of having Alex Kappa back was a lot bigger than we thought it would be mm-hmm. because they just they looked like they were all on the same page. You know, they did a fairly good job of protecting Jameis. The pocket was clean. He had so many plays where he had time to go through his project, uh, go through his progressions. His first read, second read, right. third read wasn't there, and then there were a few times that we saw him scramble and run now there's a series of plays that I want to talk about because it it really sucked to watch um <laughs> Buccaneers were charging towards the Seahawks end zone Tanner uh, Hudson drops a touchdown already in my head yeah. already,
0: that was the thing I was going to talk about if you didn't yeah Tanner yeah. Hudson
2: drops a touchdown very next play Scotty Miller catches a touchdown but it doesn't count because he steps out of bounds for no reason which is
0: such a fundamental thing in NFL football like you know the rules you know you can't go out of bounds
2: and in the third play Jameis is like, all right, screw it. I'll do this myself. Breaks out of the pocket, scrambles, makes a move on a guy, bounces off of a tackler, dives into the end zone, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Except it's not because DeMar Dotson, number 69, held the hell out of somebody. Not
0: really. Did you see the replay?
2: I wasn't paying attention. I was more kind mad of, that it kind came a, back for the third kind time Kind of a in phantom
0: a call again. It was one of those that could have went either way. Shouldn't have been called. It was it was real ticky tacky. Had no really no outcome on the play. It was stupid. You know the first one, Tanner Hudson. It would have been a hell of a catch if he made the catch. The
2: second and third. That's twelve points he just took off. He of was the making board. those
0: catches in the preseason when it didn't matter. And I love Tanner Hudson. He follows me on Twitter. I've chatted with him, right? Yeah? yeah, good dude. I'm calling to the Bucks break. Let's talk about it. I don't know. Maybe as soon as he catches a pass. Uh anyway, didn't he end up getting uh he got a first down or something later in yeah, the game? I think he had like one or two. I think he had one catch. He's a good dude. He's a good old boy from Tennessee. You know, he's a nice kid. Uh yeah, that was all fine and dandy, but nobody talks about that. They talk about uh well, Jameis's uh fumble cost the team three points. <laughs> oh, okay, stop. well uh, Matt Gay's missed field goal cost three points. Uh, three touchdowns in a row cost us seven points. So there's ten points off the board right there. We had ample opportunity to win the game. We didn't win the game because uh, great teams win games like that, and teams that are still finding their way lose games like that. So I, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not upset. I should be, but I'm not. You know, what I'm looking at
2: right now is – Kind of like you said, I'm not super upset about the loss on Sunday. It is what it is. We knew this team wasn't making the playoffs at 2-5. and five. They're damn sure not making them at 2-6. and six. No. But the rest of the schedule favors us, Johnny. I know. You got five of uh, you got five of your last eight at home, and, I mean, you're playing some winnable football games. I think our roughest, well, obviously our roughest road stretch is behind us, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to put something together. No, they're not going to run the table and go no. to the playoffs, but I think they have good potential to finish 7-9. and nine.
0: Look, I'd be happy with 6-10 and at this point if they play competitively every week the way they did yesterday and they win half the games, you know what I mean? I'd be okay with that. Uh, I don't care about having a top-five pick right now because I want them to draft an offensive lineman like a right tackle uh, with the first uh, round this year. Uh, That would make me very, very happy. Everybody's like, what quarterback are we going to get? People are stupid. Commoners are dumb. Everybody, they automatically think that their team needs a quarterback in the first round. Everybody's drafting a quarterback? It's not going to work out that way. You draft what your team needs the most. And, of course, people hate Jameis Winston, think it's quarterback. Uh, but, no, I wouldn't do that at all. Let's say I was completely done with Jameis. And sometimes I feel like we do need to move on. I, I'm kind of, I'm really kind of uh, hot and cold on it right now. He still has to prove it to me. He's yeah.
2: got to put together some consistent games so we can have But if
0: on. I was 100% like he's not the guy he's got to go – I still wouldn't want to draft a quarterback this year. I still wouldn't want to do it. I'd want to get a bridge quarterback. There's guys that are going to be out there. There's going to be the – Red rifle. Yeah, Andy Dalton types. He's just a bridge. I'm not saying that he's a savior. I'm saying build your O-line. Get some veteran defensive backs in there that can help your young guys, uh, you know, transfer to the next level. And then if you want to get a quarterback – then you draft one, there'll be plenty of them, uh, you know, in two years. There's going to be plenty of them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing as well uh, with kind of what you brought up with the secondary. Throw a veteran back there. And, mm-hmm. no, we don't need an all-star. Jalen Ramsey is not going to hit the market. We're not looking for a Jalen Ramsey. We we're don't not, need
0: to spend $17 million on him. I don't it, even yeah.
2: think at this point we're going to need a Pat Pete. It'd be nice to have him. Mm. But I'm not looking at guys like that. I'm looking at guys like Chris Harris xavian howard from miami xavier rhodes from minnesota just throw someone back there who knows what the hell they're doing so these halfway competent so these rookies can develop and not look lost all the time and to be fair these last two weeks they have not looked lost all the time they're really starting to put it together but you just need a vet back there it's clear
0: it's just the way it works with football teams that are that are rebuilding, and that's what we're doing. We're rebuilding. Oh, we're not reloading. Not not anymore. <laughs> we're rebuilding. So what 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 happens is, uh, people, fans, you know, everybody wants instant gratification. We want wins. We want to kill everybody right now. Where I'm more realistic. I want to make you know what? Just show me progression just show me a little bit better every week and I'm okay with that because now I know I have something to look forward to if all you gotta do is go back and look at the Super Bowl team they won in 2002 actually the Super Bowl was played in 2003 you know February 2003 that didn't start turning until the end of 1996 beginning of 1997 is when that turnaround started happening we didn't get the the gratification for five years but we watched a competitive team steadily grow until we got to the point where we are confident every week that our defense is going to win the football game.
2: And for the record, I think the 99 Bucks would have won the Super Bowl that year. Should have. I think if they won that game, yeah. if they didn't get cheated out of that yeah, bad Yeah, Sean catch. King,
0: throw that ball a little higher to Burt, Sean, if you're listening, friend. What's he up to nowadays? Uh, he's coaching USF yeah. last time I looked. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I haven't hung out with him for a while, but – uh we, we we got a pretty cool uh history me and sean so yeah it's good. yeah we like each other now so it's fine i busted his balls pretty hard one time on a poker table and he didn't like me but i think he <laughs> respected me and then afterwards we've been cool ever since i've seen him so i don't know he probably forgets me now who knows but uh uh yeah i always uh that was what i told him one time he was like i was messing with him on a poker table he's like won't you just shut up and uh deal the cards i'm like why don't you throw the ball a little higher to bird Emanuel? <laughs> He's like, What do you think? You're a comedian? And so the whole table's like, That's that's exactly what he is, you know. So yeah, and then I told him not to splash the pot because some old man was gonna pick it off and run it back for six. He didn't like that either, but we had a good time. Uh, we had a good rough. time on the table, that's what mattered, you that's know what rough. I mean? All right, let's get our predictions for next week. Uh, we played Arizona Cardinals in our first home game since nineteen seventy nine. Uh it seems <laughs> it seems like it's been that long. Uh, let's get our predictions in. Uh Will, how you doing oh, over there, buddy? Man. Did, they, did you want to pipe in on yesterday?
1: Well, I, the the thing that stood out for me is that Rhett said that
2: you could see this team going seven and nine. I'm looking at the schedule. We got the Cardinals this week at home. I guess maybe that's winnable. Should but then you got the Saints. You got the Falcons we play well against the Saints in Tampa though.
0: Saints rarely sweep us. We usually take one and they take one. But we, you never know. You
2: they're they're very good. The Jaguars. You got the Colts. Yeah. Gardner Minshew played like crap this weekend.
0: We have a Foles of Zaya eligible to come back. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot about You're that. in Detroit. You got the Texans coming into town.
2: And uh, I know. And then you finish up with
0: the Falcons. Oh, I, oh. Well, the Falcons suck. They're not beating us. They're bad. Okay. No, they're bad.
2: Usually you
1: still split those
2: games, too. Those division games.
0: I don't
1: think I the Falcons beat they'll surprise us. you and end
2: up biting you. Anyway, uh, Arizona versus Tampa Bay. I'm going to take... Ugh, I guess I'll take the Bucks. They're at home. I'm going to say 24-21. Ugh.
0: What do you think, Anna?
2: I think we're probably going to not win, you know.
0: All right, safe bet.
2: I'm going to say that the score against the Arizona Cardinals is going to be
1: well, it's not going to be good. That's that's what I do know is I love uh, how
0: you filibuster every not every week. Good,
1: is what I would say to A lot describe of the, the to game.
0: Throw
2: in there. So, I'm going to say it's probably going to be
0: uh, She's already forgot the question. Uh,
2: uh, 30 uh, 34.
0: You look constipated. She is. To 22,
2: unfortunately. 34, 22. Who's your
0: MVP? (laughs) Yeah, who's who's the MVP for the Cardinals? For the Cardinals? Oh, yeah. Some black guy.
2: No, no, I know the players.
1: Come (laughs) on.
2: Come on.
0: Jamal Esquah. (laughs) Jamal What's his last name? (laughs) O'Neal. All right. Jamal O'Neal.
2: second. Oh, of
0: course there's two. (laughs) Start him on your fantasy team this week, folks. I'm putting him in my FanDuel lineup right now. Jamal O'Neal, the second. (laughs) He is actually a wide receiver. Very nice. Uh, Don Pablo, DJ Don Pablo, one of the best DJs in all of Tampa Bay. You want to give a prediction? I'm going to go 17-13. to and I'm going to side with the Bucks. Oh, the Bucs right. And uh, Pablo. All right, Red. what do you got? Uh, I look at this
2: game and I compare it to Seattle in the sense that uh, they've both got a dual threat quarterback. But I think the Bucs did an okay enough job of shutting down Russell Wilson on the run. If they can do that against Kyler Murray, he's going to throw like a rookie. He's not going to throw for five touchdowns and zero interceptions. I think they'll take advantage. I think the Bucs have a good chance to win this
0: game 27 to 21. Mm. 27 to 21. Um, make sure you uh, yeah, you, you get all this down, Will, because what I'm about to say may shock some people. And I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy here. But? I have a severe gut feeling, and it's not from the food I ate yesterday. Mm. I have a bad, <laughs> bad feeling. We're going to come home after all this time, and we're going to get bad Jameis. Jameis. Oh, stop. I know. I don't know why I feel this way. I want him to succeed. I want my team to succeed. But I have a feeling. When's the last time we watched this team lose five in a row? Exactly. Um. When's the last time you see it? Okay, it's been. I don't know. I, I have a weird feeling, though, that we're going to lose this game. And we're going to lose this game 31-17. Oh! I don't Thanks. like it either. I don't like it. I don't want prove me wrong, Bucks.
2: Prove me wrong. I just don't see them losing 5 in a row, man. I know it, it's I been a rough I didn't see them losing stretch. 3 in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a really rough stretch on the road. I think coming home is going to give them all they really need. They'll have that extra day of walkthroughs, work on fundamentals all week with Devin White.
0: I, I, I don't know, man. I I don't think they lose. We'll see. Uh, tell everybody how they can find the Cannon Fire podcast and, of course, all your social media.
2: Yes, sir. So if you guys ever want to check out the show, we are on YouTube and BucksReport.com with video, and then you can listen to us anywhere you download a podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. If you follow me,
0: I'll follow you back. Hell yeah. And... You want to announce the new gear coming out? Yeah. Yeah, So big announcement today. Yeah. The Cannon Fire
2: Podcast officially dropping some merchandise. We don't have like a marketplace opened up yet, but we got some T-shirts, two styles, red and black. Boom. That's all you need. Nice. And then we got some stickers for you as well. So if you're interested in that, T-shirts are $20 and then stickers are three. We'll send you a couple.
0: Hell yeah. Sticker me up next Monday. Uh, All right, guys. So, uh... Make sure you check out Rhett and check out the Cannon Fire podcast. It's on every uh, podcast platform. Uh, we will take a break when we come back. Pablo, what, what, what the hell did you bring me tonight? What's going on? Man, we got a lot going on. I'm going to introduce you guys to a couple uh, local businessmen in the St. Pete area. Uh huh. And then uh, we're going to do some buffoonery with some wings. I don't know why. I never, I agree I never to know it, but... what to expect with you. It's either like a famous rapper or somebody's going to blow an animal up. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, we'll do it when we come back. Don't go anywhere. It's a Johnny B. Show. <laughs> It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.